1: how many fans start showing
0: up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey there, Mackie and Jeb. with Romy listeners. We're asking you to help us improve the listener experience of this show, whether it's segments, advertisements you hear, you name it, by going to scorenorth.com, keyword MJR, and filling out a quick survey. You can help make the show better. Please help us cater this show and the ads to what you want. Scorenorth.com, keyword MJR. And if you fill it out, Judd will give you an awkward bro hug next time he sees you, I promise.
2: Oh, don't like that guy? Wouldn't do it with that guy?
1: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score Nord Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three, four. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. And Rami. Bradman shuts it in the left. it.
3: <laughs> and scrolls on top. Two to one carried his bat all the way down to first 34 regular season home runs for the now 21 year old Juan Soto that is hit in the air to right and way out of here wow and now Soto carries his bat down to the first base coach Tim Bogart
1: we didn't like it And, and the fact that Soto did it you know, I'll be quite honest with you. I didn't like it when he did it as well. It's a conversation I'll have with Juan. That's not that's not who we are. I mean, if he feels if he feels like he wants to carry the bat all the way to first base, man, that's 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 him. But I don't, I don't like when our guys do it. I don't like the celebration outside of the dugout. I've said that before. Um, that's just not who we are.
0: I say lock up, lock him up, lock him up, lock him up, lock him up, <laughs> put him in baseball jail, put him in real jail. I didn't for know David Martinez
4: care. was so. Uh... Tight. Not fun. Not fun. Yeah. I had no idea. So A.J. Hinch didn't like it. David Martinez didn't like it. Nobody liked it. You know, I'm even off- Bre- even Bregman didn't like it. Bregman was apologetic I'm afterwards. He didn't like it. deeply
0: offended myself. Deeply offended. Yeah. The, How, well, the Astros have at least mastered the art of the quick apology. Was finally, Joe Buck offended? Did I, did I sense a, a bit of a offense in Joe Buck's voice? Let's play this one more time. And then I have a reading for you guys. A reading? Okay. A reading from a the reading book of baseball. A reading from the chief of the fun police department. Oh, okay. okay.
3: As Bradman shuts it. In the left. Goodbye. And scores on top. Two to one. And he carried his bat all the way down to first. Or was that Smoltz? No, that was, no, that was Joe. Was that Joe? I, I'd have to hear the Here's full what context we should do. again.
2: Here's what we should do. Because it, it would absolutely go viral immediately. <laughs> Mash it up with the moss. That's a disgusting act. He carried his bat all the way to first.
4: That's a disgusting act. I'm not sure if he was offended. I'm not sure if I heard disdain in his voice or not. I, I think I might have picked it's up a too, little bit of it. Too hard to tell Too him hard there. to tell in that clip. I think he carried his bat all the way to first base. Definitely but I told has a little you guys, bit of I, man, I heard th- Joe Buck. I think it was on the Howard Stern Show. I heard him in an interview, and he said that he re, he regrets how he reacted to that moment with Randy Moss because he listens back to it now, and he's... He realizes it was an overreaction, yeah. so you would think he learned from that, and he's not gonna he's not gonna overreact to people being happy they did something good anymore.
0: Well, so here's here's let's let's start the conversation here, okay? Because, and I, let's take the Randy Moss thing off the table, like the pretend mooning thing. I'm not talking about like vulgar or things that could per- be perceived as vulgar. Things that are celebratory in huge moments. Okay, mm-hmm. baseball is the only sport in America. Outside of maybe golf a little bit, like golf's had some issues with the Ryder Cup or was it uh, Justin Leonard 20 years ago who ex- he celebrated too much while the Europeans were still left to putt. And so it's still a thing in golf. <sighs> but it's the only sport in America where you can have dramatic home runs in game six of a World Series and the best players in the world hitting those home runs like Alex Bregman and the conversation the next day isn't about how amazing of a game it is or how amazing Alex Bregman is. It's like, well, Alex Bregman needs to apologize for having fun. I like can't Alex, wait. Like, Alex Bregman needs to. And Alex Bregman, good thing he realized his error right
1: away. I was sad apologized. for Alex
4: Bregman that he, when he apologized afterwards. I was sad for him. It hurt my
0: heart a little bit. Me too. Watching Alex Bregman do that. Me too. The fact that he felt pressure and the need to apologize Says everything you need to know about where baseball is at right now, and that doesn't even count except the other conversation we're going to have about the first baseline. He's an thing. adult
2: and should have said, "I'm not apologizing." Correct. Soto's response was great. I, I felt Bregman. Bregman is super cocky. So, dude, if that's your if that's your act, which is I'm fine with, that's your act. Like, it's, like Soto's response was, I saw what Bregman did and wanted to see how it felt. It is one like of the lines? Said. Yeah, is one of the lines of the year. It was fantastic, yeah. and he and he gave that sort of wiseacre look, like, yeah, Yeah. it was great. So, Bregman, I say, no, dude, don't apologize. And and when somebody tells you
0: to, say, no, I'm not apologizing. Dude, can you guys imagine, let's say it's the Super Bowl, okay? It's the Super Bowl, and Aaron Rodgers, or anyone, like Deshaun Watson, but let's say, because I know Aaron Rodgers actually has a touchdown celebration. Aaron Rodgers throws a touchdown to put the Packers on top in a Super Bowl, and he does the title belt celebration as he prances in the end zone, right? And he does the title belt celebration in front of the defense. Would that even be a discussion the next day? Wait wait a sec. Ho, ho, ho. How dare you show up? No. Tom Brady and the Patriots like that. No, man, he just scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. He's going to dance around a little bit and have some fun. I mean, it's ridiculous. I don't get it. So, Well,
4: I get it. I get it a little bit. I don't even want to say what it is. I know what it is. I don't even want to say what it is. People are going to get mad. Rami's talking politics. Rami's getting social with it. Like it's the one sport that still has a lot of old staunchy white dudes. It's true. In the fold. It is true. By it the is. way,
0: we are we are like we are white dudes, and like
4: have some staunch <laughs> to us as well. Saul you No, know?
2: nah, I think <laughs> this no. He's is, young.
4: He's he's a millennial. I think this is. Uh, I'm talking about a past generation. I'm not even saying that it's necessarily racial. And well, it's a read, racial component. Read your
2: thing here because I. It's a generational thing. There's a reaction to this that goes that goes beyond the isolated things that occurred last night that absolutely drives
0: me crazy. But r- read this first. Okay, this is from the Washington Post. This is George Will, political and baseball commentator George Will, right? And baseball historian, men at work, and he Once writes. Wrote the book. Yeah, he doesn't have a British accent, but I read this as if he had <laughs> his nose in the air with a cup of tea and some some uh, some cellos playing in the background. In the rush of the passing seasons, sports memories fade like photographs left in sunlight. But before memories of the 2019 World Series are bleached by time, let us hope that one episode from Tuesday's Game 6 will be indelible. A nation that now more than ever needs a reminder of the role of manners in soothing life's rough edges got such a reminder last night. The two young men did not mind their manners, and two mature men put aside their intense rivalry and firmly affirmed some standards. It gets better. seriously, Alex. Dude. This is this is the crossroads baseball is at right now. It's Alex Bregman and George Will. Alex Bregman, George Will writes, 25, the Astros' supremely talented third baseman, is so fierce about his craft that when he was at Louisiana State University, his coaches gave him a key to the batting cages rather than endure calls from him wanting to practice in the dead of the night. In the first inning of Tuesday night's game, he hit a home run, which was admirable, and then did something that was not he admired it. Is this for real? For the first and surely the last time in his Major League career, he ost- oh. he ostentatiously carried his bat all the way to first base before discarding it. This was preening. This is an infectious virus. In the fifth inning, oh my God. Juan Soto... Juan Soto, the doctor? Juan Soto crushed a, a monster home run and carried his bat to first base because he thought this was pretty cool. After the game, Bregman, who carries baseball's culture in his DNA, apologized, then did so again, then a third time. <laughs> There's way more, but like, I think
2: we get your point. I think we, we get George's point. And George, by the way, like George, I mean, I'm,
0: I'm a baseball nerd. I've the last 20 years, I've I've read George Will. He's a baseball historian, and he's I love George Wills baseball commentary for the most part, but dude, like, we need to, this needs to go. This stuffy BS, fun police crap. What's the, like, what, really? Alex Bregman is one of the most exciting players in the entire world. He hits the biggest home run. I don't know. He hit a couple big home runs, I think, a couple years ago, too. One of the biggest home runs right. in his life. Right. And he, and he just, like, he's, he's freaking out. He's walking down the line with the bat in his hand. And we're going to treat it, as anything other than it's just a twenty-five-year-old excited and guy thinking, in a huge moment in his life. And Batista did the exact same thing. Let it and be it what was, it is. These guys
2: are having fun. But okay, so here's my problem. Here, here's my fundamental problem with baseball today. If the sport was absolutely perfect, unflawed, no problems, games were played at a good pace, and this was your big problem, I'd still be like, get over it. But okay, you need something to focus on. Your baseball guy, your baseball gal. You've been watching the sport for a long time. You need something to focus on. But there's nothing in life that drives me more crazy than a room full of adults looks at kids and tries to fix things when the adults lives are so damn flawed themselves and they don't want to look at at that. We literally had an incident last night and I don't even care about the interpretation where a rule was so stupidly written and so poorly articulated through the verbiage of the rule book that nobody really knew what the hell they were, were doing. And they sent up poor Joe Tory, who looks like Giuliani to me up there trying to interpret something, and he's trying to tell you what's, what's what, and anybody's worried about this, like George Will, you love baseball, right? Worry about the fact your sport is beyond screwed up and needs fixing, and the last thing that needs fixing is guys who might, oh my God, carry their bat to first base. No, that's part of fixing it. Making the sport more exciting and more enjoyable no, right. and fun to watch. But, but what I'm saying is, let's, part of fixing it. Let's get the let's get these these um, adults who consider themselves to be the the hoverers of the game. We're going to we're going to get this right. Let's get them to be concerned about the real problems. The real problems are the call at first base last night. The real problems are four-hour baseball games. The real problems are the fact that guys like Cunningham last night watched like three NBA games when the baseball game was on because the baseball game's too long. That's what drives me crazy. Like, these kids are having fun, basically. They're having... Soto's great. Like, what is the... This kid is a superstar. He's a superstar player. He's a superstar talent, right? Right. He is a superstar, and him carrying the bat and then saying, giving a smart ass remark, is great copy, and it's fantastic, and it's a great soundbite, and it made me laugh.
0: This is what we want. By the way, it sounds like okay. We all three agree on this, and it would be interesting to hear a dissenting voice. So, if you're listening right now and you think, okay, Alex Breadman crossed a line last night, and something needs to be said, and you disagree with us six five one six four six eight two five five, I just don't understand. Why we need the fun police roaming around game six of the World Series. This is the
4: same thing as people being offended by Elvis shaking his hips. This is the same thing as Martin Scorsese saying that superhero movies are not film. This is just this is a generation who doesn't get the next generation. And instead of saying, I just don't get it, we're different. Different is bad to people. It's always bad to the previous generation. Instead of just looking at it and going, hey, I was different than my parents, and they were different than their parents. Every generation is just different and has their own way of entertaining, of being entertained, of celebrating, of showing emotion. It's just different. Yeah. It's not better or worse. It's just different. And I don't know why we have to keep doing this generation after generation. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever? Guess what, George Will? He wasn't doing that for you. That's not and and that's not who Major League Baseball is trying to get. They got you, old white dude. You're you're a diehard fan. George Will ain't going nowhere, and the the rest of the George Will's of the world aren't going nowhere because somebody tossed a bat. You're trying to attract new, younger viewers and fans to the sport. And stuff like last night is how you do it.
0: At yeah. least the good stuff from last night is how you do I mean, it. Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine? I just keep trying to think of where the NBA is right now, where where the NFL is in terms of just letting guys. Like the NFL took away celebrations for a while. And it's like, no, just let guys have fun. This is this is all entertainment. Okay, we take it so seriously sometimes, and and we're guilty of that too. But like, imagine if Steph Curry held a press conference after a game, after a finals game, like Alex Bregman did last night. The look on Alex Bregman's face, it was like the weight of 150 years of baseball unwritten rules was sitting on his shoulders. That felt like a hostage statement to it me. It did? Yeah. It did. It really did. And he's sitting there saying, that's not how I grew up to you know, learning how to play the game. I mean, imagine if Steph Curry hit a dagger three in game six of the of the NBA finals for the Warriors. And did like the uh, the finger guns put, thing? Put them in the holsters and said after the game, you know what? After thinking bad. about it, after celebrating, that's not the way that the Curry family grew up playing basketball. Like, no, celebrate. But it's what's fun. Not,
2: But what's nuts here is 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 this? This sport has huge problems, like massive pro We waited four hours and thirty two minutes, or four four hours. It felt like it. Four minutes and thirty two seconds for a replay review of a play that couldn't be reviewed last night. And we'll talk and, a lot more about that. And too. nobody and no and but but just quickly, nobody told anybody watching on TV or in the stadium what the hell was going on. Like this sport has is
0: hemorrhaging. Yeah, we need like a Ed Hockley to just be out there explaining things to us last night. You and, know what? I, I would pictures. take Mr. Biceps Triceps six five one six four six eight two five five. We will talk to Jason Stark by the way in about five or ten minutes here on Mackie and Jeb with Rami. On Earth than the scorner. F- whoa. F- whoa! 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 Right. Greg in Minneapolis, are you there? Greg yeah, in that's
4: a
5: wind tunnel. Probably tumble. my phone making that noise.
4: <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
5: um, Rami, I, uh, I, I I have trouble dealing with the fact you keep calling it a generation thing when I'm uh, basically the same generation as
0: as, uh, as George Will.
5: Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'll turn sixty-five next week. And I think some of the greatest things that have happened in baseball recently are the ones that are everybody's everybody of my generation, as you call it, is criticizing. We need to make baseball more exciting than it is. I still am one of those ones that listens to baseball every night on the radio, so you know how bad I am. Um, but I just think it's important that we understand that baseball's got to change. I wish the people that... We're in charge would realize that because the young people i talk to have no idea what goes on in baseball anymore and i work with right now probably 17 people who are under the age of 30 and they don't follow baseball at all in the summer
0: yeah greg greg mean we're losing this connection a little bit there but greg and uh, i'm not saying that everybody of that
4: generation is against what we saw last night but the vo- the people who are vocalizing that they don't like it are from a past generation of baseball and I'm sorry, but
0: things change. New generations bring in new customs. And by the way, someone tweets in here, and we and we may never know. Maybe somebody asked him, but RC3 tweets into the show, look to me like Jose Altuve didn't like the bat carry either for what it's worth. If you guys saw, yeah, it's true, there was a didn't. shot of Jose Altuve's face. He kind of turned toward the dugout as Bregman took the bat to first base and gave like the Ooh, face. But my interpretation of that was less. I don't think it was as much, and maybe I'm wrong that Jose Altuve didn't like what Bregman was doing, I think he was like, ooh, that's going to be...
2: He supposedly sat him down, though, and
0: they saw him talking to Bregman about it. But you know what? This plague that George Will speaks of, or this infection, it's really the other way around, and Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman have both fallen victim to it. You know, you guys can... And by the way, there's nothing wrong with what Jose Altuve did to send the Astros to the World Series, which is hit a huge home run and just run around the bases like Barry Sanders. I like that, too. That's cool. Let's take it to the call here. I think Tom disagrees with us. Tom and Eden Prairie, you're on the show.
6: Yeah, hey guys. Um, actually, that uh, the the tweet that came in regarding Altuve and the kind of face gesture of Ike's, uh That to me, you didn't have to look any further than that to understand that what Bregman did and his intent with it was a little bit on the uh, I can say a hole side, if you will. And I thought Juan Soto's response. When he lit up Justin Verlander uh, later in the game, was absolutely epic retribution in the middle of a game. Um, that was so much fun to watch and to watch him run down to first with a bat in his hand. Oh my gosh, that was baseball at its best right there. Yeah.
0: So here's so here Tom. Thanks for the phone call. So here's my thought. No, he. I mean, I thought I thought he disagreed, but he. No, versus. but he's right. Both were fun. Yes, that's so, what I like about so, it. So I want, like, what I'm wondering is to what judges said. Why can't it just be that that hey, Bregman did this, and he showed up the pitcher, and it's it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's part of the new written, new unwritten rules of baseball. You can show somebody up, and then they can show you up, and it's fun, and it's back and forth. And if I hit a three pointer over your head, then you come back and hit a three pointer over my head. We can trash talk each other. Just like in football, you burn me, I burn you. This happens in every sport all the time.
2: The, the guys the, just go back and forth with celebrations and trash talking. The only thing that we don't want and we didn't see last night so it's fine is now I'm mad and I've got a baseball and I'm throwing it at your head. I yet. guarantee you. That's the only thing that I that that I think we all agree if but If it's not the World Series,
4: if it's not the World Series, did you see the look on Justin Verlander's face when that happened? Somebody's getting hit.
2: Well, my good man, you're, you are now you are now zero six in World Series games. So I think your problems reside far beyond what the Washington Nationals did to you last yeah, night. Yeah,
4: we talk
0: a lot about Clayton Kershaw having a bad postseason record. Justin Verlander in the World Series. Oof. Yeah. Kate Upton got involved on Twitter. It was interesting. What did she tweet? Oh, I'll find it.
2: Yeah, she got very she got upset, and then people got upset back at her, and then she got upset back at them. It was good stuff. It was good, back. but you know what? It's all fun. To your point, Phil, it's entertainment. It's sports.
0: Right, this is uh, this is good. All right, let's take another phone call here six five one six four six eight two five five. Jason in Bloomington, you're on with Mackie Judd and Rami. Go ahead, man.
1: How's it going, guys? Good. Uh, good. I just to, I'm doing well. I want uh I'm 30, so I, I'm the younger generation, and. I just want to call him. I kind of, I don't like Bregman. I don't like what he did last night. I think it's bad for the game as a whole. Uh, it kind of goes to the when Brett Gardner earlier this year was banging his bat against the dugout. I just think it sets a bad example for kids that are playing baseball, and you don't want little leaguers that are going to follow what they see in their, their, the guys that they like the most. They're going to start banging their bats against dugouts and carrying their bat down to first base. And, but real quick, I Jason, know, real
0: quick, who, who's, who should be more responsible for how their kid behaves in a dugout? Alex Bregman and Brett Gardner or or their parents.
1: Their parents should be, but the kids are going to follow what they see in their, you know, in their heroes and the guys that they that they love the most.
0: I mean, but that's you not know, on like, Brett Gardner. I don't, that's a lot to put on Brett Gardner. Hey man, just so you know, like every kid in America is about to do Why what is, you do. So Here
2: here's what I don't don't get. Why is it some type of crime though to, to carry your bat to first base? Like I get okay, if you're going to go in the dugout and you're upset about a balls and strike calls and you're going to Hit your bat on top of the dugout. That might be a little bit weird. Okay. But they carried their bats to first base. Like this is seen as a huge crime. This is seen yeah, as no. a why why do the youth of America carry their bats to first base? It's very yeah, odd.
1: I don't think it, I don't think it's that huge of a crime. I think people are making too big a deal out of it. But when I saw it live I definitely noticed it and I was kinda like, you know, what the heck's Bregman doing? Why is he carrying his bat there? Like it's the first inning. It wasn't a walk off home run. It wasn't a situation where you need to celebrate by like, carrying your bat and handing it to your first base coach, like, I don't know. I just think it's a bad look in general. I'm
0: more offended. Thanks for the call, Jason. We pre- we'll take we'll take dissenting opinions on the show. I'm more offended that he botched the exchange with the first base coach. It looked you like to complete that handoff. It man. looks like coach the first confused. base
4: coach didn't want anything to do with <laughs> I, it. I agree completely. <laughs> Same to thing with like. the Nationals' first I base agree coach when like. Soto did it. Yep. Neither of those first base coaches <laughs> wanted And they were like, no, nah, man, you're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You might as well carry it around the entire uh, base pass at that point,
0: right? Like, I've been around this game a long time. I know what's that coming after this. That might be next. You guys go ahead and carry very bad. So I'm good. <laughs> it's amazing. So all right, we'll uh, and we, we'll have time later on. I, I, it'd be great to hear from more of you listeners out there. I know Andrew and uh, Andrew and Tom are on hole, but we got to get to Jason Stark, who's he's out there in Houston for Game Seven. Which, by the way, you can hear right here on Score North on 1500, starting at six o'clock with the pregame right after we are done here on Mackie and Jeb with Rami. But before we go anywhere, let's talk about Federated here. Federated Mutual Insurance Company has been around for over a hundred years down in Oatana. And uh, they've been helping business owners in a lot of different ways. You know, one of the things about being a business owner is, you know, things are going to go wrong. You can't. You're never going to be able to prevent things from going wrong, right? That's the only thing you can do is prepare yourself for when things don't go your way, and make sure that you are set up with a great insurance company, and you have more than just a policy. And that's what you get with Federated. You get a face-to-face relationship and help across multiple areas of your business. You also get a very a generous and giving company that right now is a proud sponsor of University of Minnesota Athletics and Turnovers for Kids. Every forced turnover by the Gophers defense, and we're hoping for a few of them in about a week and a half against Penn State. For every force turnover by the Gophers defense, Federated donates $1,000 to Big Brothers Big Sisters. You can find out more about Federated Insurance at their website federatedinsurance.com Federated, it's our business to protect yours.
3: And Astros pitching staff does not have a left-hander on its active roster. That's a tough play for Peacock. And safe at first, ball gets away, and the runners will advance to second and third. And now they're going to call the runner out for being inside the line and in the way of the throw. And we're going to get an argument now as Dave Martinez is furious. This is between innings. And Dave Martinez went out, and then this escalated where Chip Hale had to hold his manager back. Davey Martinez has been through a heart procedure in the second half of the season. They're trying to get him to take it easy. Then he's thrown out of ball game.
0: Man, all right, Mackie and Jeff with Rami. Score North, Score North app. Game 7 of the World Series right here on Score North on AM 1500 in an hour and a half. The pregame starts. Jason Stark from the Athletic and MLB Network, brought to us by Dale Tondrick's Retirement Playbook, Heard at 10 a.m. on Saturdays on Score North. He is uh, in attendance at Game 7, and if Chip Hale had not been out on the field last night, do we witness a homicide in Game 6, Jason Stark?
6: <laughs> I don't know about a
7: homicide. Definitely a sack. <laughs> it, would, it would have been second and 37 for, uh, Yeah. For that umpire crew. So,
0: okay, was your interpretation was your interpretation that it's a bad rule, or that the rule was misinterpreted?
7: Or both? Uh, well, I, I think a little of both. First off, it's the stupidest rule in sports. It's stupid. <laughs> all, you, all the evidence of that that you need is, just watch Trey Turner's journey from the time the ball leaves his bat to the back. He uh, it, Swing takes him a little bit out there into fair territory. And then does he have time to zigzag his way up the line so he's not getting in the way of the throw, not getting in the way of the career? No. There's this base over there that he's got to touch, and he's got to get there as fast as he can, and he just runs straight to the base. Uh, There's absolutely no devious intent on his part. And a rule that punishes that is dumb. So I would start with that. The other thing is, um, this is a rarely called rule. And I think the optics of Guriel's glove coming off was what caused the call to be made the way it was. But I'll go back to this. There was no in- intent. It was He was not attempting to do anything devious. And if you're going to overturn that play, in that moment, there's got to be a guy who's out to interfere on purpose, not a guy just trying to get to that base as fast as they can get there. You guys disagree?
2: Uh no, not no. And so, as far <laughs> as far as World Series games that you have covered, to Jason Stark. Where does this one fall, maybe not for greatest, but just as far as goofiest? I mean, your your story today is great, and your point at, at the end, which is while all hell is breaking loose and they're reviewing things that they can't re- review and blah, 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 <laughs> Max Scherzer, who three, three days ago was basically dead, they thought, is warming up in the bullpen. Where does this rank as far as just goofy, bizarre, but as a baseball fan, sort of fun games?
7: Yeah, it's not really a category under itself. I think just because, like we have crazy games. They're usually crazy because it goes back and forth. Or, you know, there's, there's stuff that happens that the players do that makes it crazy. This was just this was a game that got swallowed alive by a call. Right? But there was so much theater that went with it that that's what really got it nuts. I, you know, like, I, Game 6 of the World Series, I am locked in. I am locked in on every pitch, everything that happens. And when that madness erupted, I couldn't think. I couldn't focus. I couldn't concentrate. I was just trying to take it all in. And in the middle of it, Max were throw in the pulpit <laughs> it was madness. My, my head hurt. It did.
4: Talking with Jason Stark of MLB Network and The Athletic here on Mackey and Judd with Rami. Martinez getting ejected in between innings, and I, I saw a lot of people going, "Why? what's the point of him getting ejected at that point? You hit the home run, innings over, the moment's passed. And then I saw your account of what happened last night, and Gary Cedarstrom saying to Davy Martinez in between innings, control your dugout, which is apparently what set Davy Martinez off. I always say if, if, if a player or a manager is berating an umpire on the field and showing them up, you got to eject them. In that case, I think the umpire just has to swallow
7: that, doesn't he, Jason? Absolutely. Absolutely. You cannot have an umpire instigating that. This is the World Series. It's the seventh inning of Game 6 of the World Series. That's completely uncalled for. It got nuts. Davey Martinez got
6: super heated.
7: His dugout was fired up. And they were fired up over the call. Then they were fired up over the home. Uh, There's incredible emotion wrapped up in these moments. Because the journey started a long time ago. You know, opening day was seven months ago now. think how long ago spring training was. And it all led to that moment. And the umpires have to understand that. Uh, Sam Holbrook injected himself in the game, and Gary Cedarsher injected himself in the emotion of the moment, and that's what led to the first ejection ever of a manager in a World Series game that his team won.
0: Wow. That's amazing. Jason Stark with us here from The Athletic and MLB Network. And just to, to go off of your point there, it's not as mu- I don't get mad as much when umpires make the wrong call because guess what? Being a major league umpire is really, really hard. There's just a lot of things happening, and pitches are flying in at 97 miles an hour, and guys are running fast. It's when they double down with defiance and ego. That's what gets me. I think there just has to be a level of acceptance that you're not always going to be right, and I think you have to be a little bit more stoic in some of those moments, and just be willing... You have to be willing to to absorb people's frustrations around you, and and admit that you're not perfect.
7: Uh, you, you want to be my press secretary because I would I'm love to, to, to be. be. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a very high-paying gig, by the way. <laughs> but uh, that that really sums up my feelings about umpiring and officiating. Uh, you know, to the to the absolute letter of what you said. Um, don't like the rules are. Don't interject yourself so that people say, "Oh, look." Joe West is on fire tonight or Sam Holbrook is on fire tonight. (laughs) Don't do that. Uh, Don't try to decide who wins or loses. Let the players do that. And then when you make a call and people react to that call, why? Because it matters to them. (laughs) Don't then take offense to the fact that they get emotional. Um, That just can't happen. And, like, I think that about every sport. I think that about every level. I have watched my kids play sports. I watch my wife coach sports. And that's when I get seamed up, is when those moments happen. And Phil, better person.
2: Exactly. Well, where now, in your mind, does Steven Strasburg rank Jason Stark among big game pitchers after what we've seen from him during this postseason?
7: Um I've been wrestling with this all day. The 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 best pitcher in this postseason, is it him or is it Garrett Cole? Uh, Garrett Cole has lost. Steven Strasburg hasn't lost. He's the only starting pitcher ever to go 5-0 and in a single postseason. And so he gets a lot of points for that. I would still take Cole over him, but it is close. I mean, I, I remember going to the first game that Steven ever pitched and thinking, oh, my God, everybody was right. You know, whatever I'm going to do the next time I was thinking about doing the next time he pitches, I'm not going to do that thing. I'm going to watch him pitch. And then there was a lot of crazy frustration along the way, but he has now grown up, toughened up, matured into that guy, and he's a monster. He's an October monster. And he's the last guy that he actually wanted to face
4: last night. Do you think he opts out of the four years, $100 million he has uh, in his contract (laughs) after this year?
7: Who's his agent? (laughs) (laughs) He's a a, a Scott Boris guy. Scott put the opt-out in there for a reason. I'm going to say, yeah, he opts out, but he also returns to Washington. I don't think he has any interest in leaving. I just think he has interest in uh jumping up a little bit more
0: cash in the checking account. Yeah. So, J- Jason, one more thing here, and then we'll get to uh, trivia. I saw a nugget, and I didn't I didn't read the full context, but I saw something about Rob Manfred put out some kind of a memo or a statement saying he really hopes and he's encouraging more activity at the winter meetings in early to mid-December. Because we've just gone two or three years now, and guys wait until sometimes June to sign contracts. Do you think we're going to have more activity earlier in the offseason, or will it be the same old as we've seen the last few years?
7: You know, I haven't taken the temperature of a lot of teams or a lot of agents. but I would say that the agents and executives that I have discussed this with think we're looking at more of the same. But what's the over-under on when Garrett Cole and Anthony Rendon sign? March 3rd? February eighteenth. I bet it's somewhere in there. Uh, I hope. I hope I'm wrong. Like the winter meetings should really be the NFL draft. It should be three or four days of craziness. And what's my team doing today? And it's the opposite of that. I don't think. I don't know how you get to the NFL draft comparison unless you impose some kind of deadline on transactions. Signings, trades, free agents—you have to force something to happen in that period, or it won't. Yeah. The, the clubs are way too content now to just wait, wait agents out, wait players out, and yet you know do their business for fifty cents on the dollar. I don't blame them. It's smart. It's smart business, but it's not good for the sport because it doesn't promote the sport. Yeah.
0: Uh, so we're a little bit nervous here, and it's more me that should be nervous, because I uh, brought Judd
4: and, this upon Judd all and of and I us. want you to know, Jason, that that stunt that was pulled last week on you, unfairly, really, really unfairly, that was all Phil Mackie. Without our knowledge. Without our knowledge, without <laughs> telling us he was going to do it beforehand, true. that was Phil. So whatever revenge you have in store for us today, just know it's Phil who you have beef wow. with, Jason Stark. Yeah.
0: So, uh, Bill,
7: they, they just totally gave you up,
0: man. I know, and they're 100% correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So unleash okay, like, hell, fire, and brimstone on us right now.
7: I, I, I do not think this is an impossible question. I just want you to know my philosophy of trivia is it should be just easy enough that you think you're going to get it and just hard enough that you probably won't. Yeah. Okay. That your, your philosophy of trivia was, let's see what... How embarrassing. <laughs> oh, this is going to be bad. What do you mean? This is going to be bad. You got the Yogi Berra one right, right out of the gate. <laughs> yeah.
8: uh, all right,
4: what I do got you got?
7: That one. Other than that, all right, all right, here's, here's the deal. You know, Just watching this World Series and thinking about the, the World Series legacy of some of these players, here's a, here's a nice, simple question for you guys. Three twins have had at least 10 hits in their careers in the World Series while playing for the Twins. You can
4: get this, don't you think? So, really? in, in, in a twins uniform, three twins who had ten or more hits uniform. in the world in the Kirby. World Kirby. Series. Kirby's Let's think of guys. Yeah, Kirby, right. one. Kirby's got to Kirby's gotta be one.
0: Oh, yeah. Let's think of guys who played in both '87 and yeah. 91. Kent Herbeck Her- played Herbeck in, both. Play in both. Well, on Kent Herbeck, I think we
4: should. I think we should lock in Kent Herbeck as an answer. Okay. Let's lock in Kent Herbeck. I'm gonna
9: be honest. I forgot one of the answers. No, and he wasn't on that. So no. I don't know. To be honest with you.
0: <laughs> it was one of those last you minute things. To to Is Ken Herbeck correct,
7: Jason? Uh, oh, Really? Hey. Ken Herbeck. Only eight. Only eight of them. Wow. Let's and, I, I uh, say take his uh, number
0: I, off the take his number Gladie? off the upper deck wall. What?
7: <laughs> Grent played in
0: both. I mean Gladie a, glad he was glad gladdy would have had a lot of at bats. He was a leadoff hitter. Gagney All right. Gagney? Gagney. Gagney's a good one because he played in both. Let's go, Greg Gagne. Greg, Greg Gagne. Oh, that so was on, on my list. Did you, did you to-
7: that was <laughs> on my you, list. Sorry. Some answers are one answer.
9: I got, I got two of them. I don't. They haven't said the other one yet. All
7: right, Greg, Greg, Greg Gagne is in fact correct. Ah. Okay,
0: so there, there we go. Puck, Gagne, so wait, wait, hold on. This is all. This all feels wrong. We are hereby playing this question under protest. <laughs> Get control,
2: get control of your staff, Star And we're going to just... take four and a half minutes to figure this out, <laughs> yeah. all right?
0: Yeah. The show is going to be silent did you, did you for four minutes. Uh, we we, we well, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We Gladden. threw out Dan did. Did We, we guess, never did. locked in. threw out Dan Gladden. Now big. we're going
4: to lock in
2: Dan Gladden. Dan Gladden, leadoff hitter on those teams. Yeah. Yeah. There we go.
7: Nice. Yeah, he, he, that does not mean you got the question right, because Ken Herbeck no, you're right. got in the way of that.
2: Mm. I'm shocked that it was not tougher, though.
7: I think you're a man of...
4: High standards. I think next season we need to take like a family feud approach to Jason's trivia, where we get three strikes.
8: Well, yeah, <laughs> I agree
4: with. that. I think we should get three strikes when Surveying it's a multiple when it's a
0: multiple person answer, except without the like Jason creepily trying to kiss us like that old host from the 70s. Richard Dawson, man, oh, yeah, Richard Richard, Dawson.
2: don't he's not creepy. Start
8: tell
7: these guys about Richard Dawson. Come on. Uh, I, I have no idea how creepy Richard Dawson may have been. He just had. To- he was right off the game show host assembly line, though. He, he oh, was
4: great. Him and Wink Martindale. Like, there's got to be like
7: a factory. Yeah, there's got to be a factory for people like him. They just, they, you just open the door, and here they come. What, what, what game do you need me to coast? I was $10,000 pyramid. on am
0: <laughs> Exactly. That is Jason Stark from the Athletic and MLB Network. And uh, again, you can hear game seven of the World Series tonight on Score North. So, all right, Jason, enjoy game seven tonight.
7: Uh, appreciate it guys had a lot of fun today and all year thanks for everything it's been awesome Thank you. and Thank you,
0: Jason. Uh, we'll ho- hopefully do it again next year alright that'd be cool alright man good. Jason Stark from uh, the Athletic Emily Network just awesome it's been so much fun having him on the show again this year oh he's been fantastic he's been great for, he's been on for like three years and this was probably the most fun we've had with him because the twins were good and so yeah. he was... <laughs> yeah
2: because we actually had something <laughs> positive to talk about exactly
0: so alright uh, I know we already did a wild minute yesterday but we have an emergency wild minute on the schedule. What? An emergency wild minute. Yeah. I'm going to bring calm, though. Oh. Okay. It's very unzolgadian. Yeah, so we'll do that. We also... A- a- Andrew, you've been on hold for a while, and if, if you want to chime in, if you disagree with that, we all think that it's ridiculous that Alex Bregman was forced into apologizing because of unwritten rules. You can't carry your bat to first base, or uh, it's, a, it's a crime, apparently. And if you disagree, chime in. 651-646-8255. You know... Luther Brookdale Toyota has a couple great specials going on right now. 2019 models, they're trying to uh, move them off the lot so they can make room for 2020s. And that means great deals for you. A lot of great deals for you. How about this 2020 Corolla LE? Brand new model, by the way, that 2019 Corolla. New exterior, uh, some new features on the interior. You can lease one for three years, a 36-month lease for just $179 a month. That's ridiculous. Think about the things that you probably, like you probably spend more than that on your cable bill, for God's sakes. $179 a month for a brand new 2020 Corolla LE. The 2019s that they've got some great deals on. Uh, how about the Highlander? 0% financing for 60 months on a 2019 Highlander or a 2019 RAV4, which is what I'm driving. 1.9% financing for 60 months. Corner of 694 in Brooklyn Boulevard. Stop in, tell them Phil Mackey sent you. You can stop by the website, to LutherBrookdale Toyota.com. We are Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North.
9: Jonathan here with the Score North download brought to you by Tondrick Financial. You can listen to Score North with Amazon Alexa. Just say, Alexa, open Score North, and you'll hear the soothing sounds of Purple Daily, Mackie and Judd, Rami, and much, much more. Just say, Alexa, open Score North, Mike Zimmer. At his midweek press conference ahead of Vikings Chiefs this weekend, and he's asked about the J. Ron Kearse weekend arrest, and here's what he had to say about it. Hint he was not happy at all.
7: Well, I'm very, very ticked off. Uh, you know, since I've been here the last six years, I've worked extremely hard to clean up the reputation of this organization, this team off the field. Uh, we put in a lot of resources for them to. Uh, um, not have these kind of issues and for them to do that is really uh, idiotic
9: idiotic I guess that's uh, how we're describing that now from Zimmer he wasn't happy at all about J. Ron Kirst getting arrested over the weekend you can find more about that over on Purple Daily just search Purple Daily anywhere you find your podcasts on the on the Purple Daily or on Score North account, anywhere you find your podcast. That's been your Score North download. Now back to Mackie and Jonathan Rami. Hey,
0: thanks, Jonathan. Before we get to an emergency wild minute here and more of your unwritten rules of baseball, phone calls. How hard is it to just not get arrested? You know, like all right, I've done it most of my life. Got a couple days between practices. Got a bye week. <laughs> got a month between mini Third camp, training <laughs> camp
2: oh wait wait hold on a second no I've actually never been arrested okay just left you left it open just curious sorry You're Phil.
0: like how hard is it really all right guys it's really today, not that hard Thursday night game it's great we're gonna give you three days off you can go hang out go home whatever you want to do just don't get arrested okay ready one two three break and like two guys get arrested
2: they give you every a, time they give you a card that has a if you are intoxicated has a contact to call for free for a Ride home, too. Now. Yeah,
0: I love that. Like, it's yeah, that card is just Uber and Lyft now, too. By the way, yeah, you know, it's just but you don't even need that card, yeah. just literally call. But Jim's right,
2: he's just done you Uber. know what? He's done a good job. It, it's been, it used to be when I was on the beat, it felt like a almost always if there was an extra time occurrence, right, that somebody would get arrested. Or it feels now like he's done a very good job of hey, a guy got arrested. That's rare, I mean. Yeah. But you're a millionaire, and let's say you don't use the free service they provide. An
4: Uber is 20 minutes or $20 and a few pokes at your phone. That's it. It's ridiculous. Like, I don't understand drunk driving by anybody in 2019. It doesn't make sense, period. It never really made sense, but you were like, okay, I mean, taxis might be hard to get, whatever. Like, back in the day, we had a different attitude about DUIs because it was much easier to get them. It should be borderline impossible now to get a DUI. And then he had the
2: gun that was loaded, not registered. That's also a problem. That's a bad idea,
4: that's, too. Yeah, that's a little bit of a problem. Yeah, just don't get arrested. Just don't get arrested. Just don't. All
0: right, Jed, we have a one-minute bed Get here. away with stuff. Oh, thank you. Emergency Wild Minute.
2: Okay, let me offer uh This song is up-tempo, but I'd like to offer a calming influence Uh-oh. to Wild fans out there. Thank you very much. Wild Minute. In one minute, I'm going to... Take your fears and dial them down several notches. Yes, your team got up 3-0 in the second period last night. And yes, it was 3-1 after two. And yes, you were playing the hated Dallas Stars. And yes, your team then gave up five unanswered goals in the third period and got absolutely rolled to the tune of a 6-3 loss. But I have a question for you. And I said this on Morning Judd today. What did you expect? This team's not very good. The Dallas Stars didn't apply themselves for two periods. And then much like Big Brother playing Little Brother in the third period, they decide to kick your butt. They're faster, they're better, they're stronger. This was... Don't forget this. When the Wild has a high draft pick, last night will be seen as a good thing. Yes, it might be painful now, but prepare yourself for more losses like that one. In fact, they probably won't lead much, and that's okay. Especially on the road. This is a calming influence. I am here to Bring it down and tell you don't call for jobs. That's my job, and I'm not doing it. Bruce <laughs> Boudreaux should not be fired. Players will be traded eventually. Allow Bill Guerin to do his job. That is my
0: offering of calm for the Wild Wow. That's about as calm as I've ever heard Judd Zul get after the Wild I gives feel like he's six very straight goals. He's it's zen.
4: Been, he's been very zen about the wild this whole season. I am. He yeah. feels Judd, like that too. Judd knows what he's in for.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited. He's okay with it. Trust the process. No, in fact, I encourage it. Exactly. Yeah, this is what you want. Thank you.
0: By the way, Judd's Hockey Show. Anywhere you find your favorite podcast, the Scornorth app is always a great place to go. Apple and Spotify. You can find uh, an emergency episode of Judd's Hockey Show too. But a reaction be part of that. Yep. Go. uh, Go listen.
6: All right, Mark in South Dakota. Hey guys, how great! First of all, how great is it that that Zimmer called uh, curse. uh, what he did, stupid and idiotic. I love a coach that's willing to say that. My mm-hmm. point when I called in was this. We've got a manager who's upset that his guy carried the bat to first base who went out and, if not restrained by former twin Chip Hale, would have destroyed a guy he had a disagreement with. And the bigger problem is the fact that the guy was having fun and he carried the bat to first base. I have a bigger problem. With athletes, baseball players in general, who behave like children when things don't go their way. Baseball managers, Brett Gardner, who I don't like anyway, but Brett Gardner goes in and starts destroying something with a bat. If my kid does that, he's getting his butt slapped. But if my kid carries his bat after hitting a home run in a World Series, I'm happy and I hope he celebrates. I think it's just silly. And I'm an old 50-year-old white guy who uh, I'm kind of the get-off-my-lawn guy. But but sometimes these, these uh, no-fun-police-baseball people are absolutely ridiculous.
4: Have you ever actually told kids to get off your lawn?
6: Um, Actually, I I did one time when I was young. <laughs> you know, but here's, a, here's another thing. I coached my kid in softball. He was a big kid. He could hit the ball well. The first time, I don't know how old he was, 12, maybe, when he hit his first home run. And I said... I told him, don't dance. just put your head down and run around. Now the kid is 19, and I don't know if he knows how to have fun. I took the fun out of him for being stupid, because I did something stupid. The kids do not want to be involved with an activity that's not fun. That's life. We can fight it, or we can accept it. And if baseball refuses to let them have fun, kids are not going to be involved. Actually, thanks Very for the call.
4: a way of putting it. Major League Baseball, during our last break, put out a tweet, and it was a split screen. On the bottom of the screen was Juan Soto hitting a home run and carrying his bat to first base, and the top screen was Bregman doing the same, and they were synchronized, and the tweet just read, This League, all capital letters, hashtag WePlayLoud. MLB, at least the marketing and social media arm of MLB, is embracing these types of celebrations and have been for two or three years now and have been putting out some really good promos to do that um but for some reason and i don't think major league baseball wants to crack down and like send out a memo of like hey guys we're having fun now but for some reason like some some people in the sport
0: are just not getting that hey. message that this is the new way that the game is played now how hilariously conflicting is that the league the league owned social media and the league owned media channels are saying hey they're putting out 30, 60-second commercials that say, let these guys play, showing bat flips and Javi Baez and Mm -hmm. like the most fun players in baseball. And yet, the culture is still, from before, still permeating these clubhouses enough to where Alex Bregman feels the need and the obligation to apologize for doing the thing that baseball is celebrating on social media. AJ
2: Hinch, Martinez. Who's passing these rules now? And
0: then you look at like if Joe- the league's encouraging
2: you to have fun. Like who who's coming down and being like, oh no 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 I no.
4: And I never knew that David Martinez was David Martinez was so straight laced. He was he was Joe Madden's bench coach for years. Joe Madden doesn't care. His thing is let guys be themselves. I don't yeah. know. I don't know when Dave Martinez got so so
0: tight so so wound up about the unwritten rules. Uh, Andrew and Annandale, you're on with Mackie Judd and Rami.
7: Hello, gentlemen. So here's the thing. I I'm Judd's age but I'm an old-school baseball fan. That being said, I don't have any issue when players want to celebrate. What I don't get is how is carrying a bat to first place, first base a celebration. To me, if Bregman hits the home run and he jumps up and down and you know, throws his fist in the air, that's a celebration. Carrying the bat, he didn't, I don't think he even knew what he was doing. He was excited, and he forgot to drop the bat. So I don't I don't get how carrying a bat is a celebration, and I don't get how, how on your radio station Chris Singleton says it's disrespectful. I don't get that.
0: Yeah, Chris uh, Chris Singleton can be a little, little bit old school. He's kind of in between. I think Chris Singleton appreciates that. I guess I don't get moment. why
2: people care, though. Like, and the bat flip, too. Why do we care so much? Whether
0: it was a celebration, whether
4: it was yeah, just something he did in the moment, like, just who cares?
2: My only objection is if you do something that can injure another player right which is a pitcher gets mad at at the next guy up at the plate and hits him that makes no sense to me yeah but like if you carry the bat or you do what jose batista did which was a fantastic game and a great moment in time i thought and people like oh no he can't you just can't do that this is what i don't get like how are we to the caller's point how are we legislating these rules Okay, so he carried the bat because he was excited, but that's still wrong? Like, who's who's doling out? Who's got these rules? Who's who's deciding what can and can't be done? And if the other players, if most of them don't care, why does anybody care?
0: Dude, then you look at, like, some of the, the figures that are representing baseball publicly, and it's like, yeah. look at Rob Manfred, Joe Torrey, and, sure. like, like all due respect to Joe Torrey, he's one of the most legendary figures in baseball and legendary manager, but it's like, l- just look around, look at... Look at the people legislating, not only the rules, right. but just the messaging of baseball, and some it's a these, lot of the same-looking guys. Some of these, it seems like they're just coming up
4: with them like as we go along. What was Correct. what was the offense that Max Kepler had? And, he, and afterwards, he was like, yeah, I didn't even know that that was... Oh, he an swung un- on a pitch. Yeah.
2: He swung on a pitch That's in like right. a 7-2 game or something. He swung on a 3-0 pitch when in they like were up 7-2 big. or And he, was like, and he
4: apologized. He was like, yeah, I, I didn't know about that. Well, and, uh, and the telecast got I'm really mad. I'm sorry I got one of, my pit, one, of my hit, one of my teammates hit. You didn't get one of your teammates hit. Their childish Dude. reaction
2: to you swinging at a baseball, which is your job, is what got your teammate and hit. If I'm not mistaken on the play that we're talking about, the telecast the media is like, oh, whoa, whoa, he swung at that pitch. No, it was uh, Jake Cave, right? It was Jake Cave, who hadn't had like a hit in weeks. That's he swung right. it at was the pitch. Kepler,
4: who they beamed, yeah, and because they, of it, and
2: they be, and, but the telecasting, he's like, oh, that's a problem, and I'm sitting at home like, it is. What's a problem here? That was a cookie. He just hit it. Yeah. It's a single. Okay. Yeah,
0: we should still like. There's so much more meat on the bone from last night too. But we can we can dive into more of it uh, later on when we come back. So we, Trey we, Turner was the best. Which part? Where he was lighting up Joe Tory on well, the he's hot like, mic?
2: Go to Joe Torre. He's right there. Yeah. Won't look at me. That was Won't hilarious.
0: Yeah. That, that was pretty great. amazing. Um, Baker Mayfield had a podium meltdown actually we kind of tap danced around uh, of uh, the, the current changing landscape of quarterbacks yesterday I have a pecking order for you guys mm. and I want you to tell me how much you agree or disagree a quarterback related pecking order when we come back here Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North in the TCL studios where we will absolutely be watching uh, all kinds of sports this week on our TCL TVs in here there, there's, there's not a better TV on the market to watch live sports than a TCL 55 inch Roku TV or whatever size you want. And if you're a cord cutter out there and you're looking for the best TV with the most streaming options, you found it with TCL 5,000 plus streaming channels and 500,000 plus movies and TV show episodes. I think, uh, I think right now my favorite list of streaming channels that I watch with that built in Roku device, ESPN plus, with Peyton's places and the film breakdowns they do, all kinds of fun stuff there. And uh, i got to admit, still into the WWE Network, I like to go watch old Attitude-era stuff from the late 90s, and it's just easy for me to toggle back and forth between my favorite streaming channels and also my cable or satellite if you're a satellite uh, person. TCL is America's fastest-growing TV brand for a reason. Stop into any major local retailer to stare at one for yourself.
2: It's not big enough, but it's sure good when you're having it. Well, that-
1: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. One, two, three, four. It's Mackie and Judd with Romy. With Rami. It seemed like there was a lack of urgency there or there was something going on. There was a penalty, so we're a negative yardage. No, but there was a lot of time between snaps. Uh, well, when the penalty happened and we're the behind the chance. Kind of no, 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 stop saying but. I just told you the clock was running and we had a penalty. You want to give them the ball back? No, you don't play. You don't know it. That's just plain and simple. Was I happy with the drive? No, we didn't score points. It's the dumbest question you could ask. What? Jesus, Johnny. That was Baker
0: Mayfield. That today,
2: it was with yep. Tony, Tony Grossi, long, long time reporter in Cleveland asking the questions,
0: dude. Like, that's such a glimpse into why that guy, Baker Mayfield, is going to be a bust of a starting quarterback. He might, he might, it's up, it's possible he figures that out to some degree, but I don't think you can be that immature and that reactive. Quarterback is a position where you just have to be able to own stuff and be an adult. You just do like you're the leader of a group of 53 and you're reacting that way to a media member. It's also caught const- is wrong with you. It's also
2: constant processing, like a really intelligent processing too. where because like when when he says I and then he, he went in the locker room. And, of course, because it's 2019 took to a Twitter, which is fantastic. It's like tweeting. I'm just trying to win here. Well, everybody on your football team wants to win like the guard wants to win too, and the center wants to win and the linebackers want to win. But quarterback is is a position and a job where it's yeah you, you want to win but you're one guy who it matters how you get there yeah like it can't just be I tried to win and now I'm ticked off yeah. everyone's ticked off but you but you're the guy that your teammates and everybody looks to for okay so give us the formula
0: and in order for you to be in order for you to max out at that position and to be the leader that you need to be to max out of that position I just don't think you can be reacting to everything that he reacts to. I think I just think there has to be a certain level of stoicism where you just don't really care what Rex Ryan thinks. You don't really care like if the questions are dumb. You just you have your message and then you go to work. I've defended guys
4: before who lose their temper in a press conference and storm off. Two recent examples I can think of was Cam Newton after the Super Bowl and uh Giannis last year after they were eliminated from the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. And I chalk that up to these guys just suffered the worst loss of their lives and uh, don't really feel like answering your questions right now. And that's that's a human reaction. And I don't blame these guys for being human. Sometimes losing your temper is a human reaction. We've all done it. This right here, this is a midweek press conference and really pretty relatively harmless questions that are being asked that are sending Baker Mayfield spinning. I've I've defended Baker Mayfield before. The whole Colin Cowherd thing, he was a guest on Colin Cowherd's show. Cowherd dug up an old take that he had on Baker Mayfield yeah. about the way that he celebrated a touchdown in college. He brought that up to Baker Mayfield, and I thought Baker Mayfield's answer was a good one and really kind of shut up Colin Cowherd and made him look kind of silly for his take. But this right here, man, I can't I can't defend that. Like what are you what are you so angry about? Why are you feeling so much pressure at a Wednesday press conference to harmless questions? It doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, there's uh, that's a dude
4: who's cracking.
0: There's some deep. There's some deep stuff there. Insecurities, everything, and so I, don't know, I just like what you guys sent that clip to me earlier today. And I just started running through some of the quarterback conversations we've had this week, and it's amazing how much the quarterback landscape is changing in the NFL this year. There's a lot of old guard quarterbacks that are either getting injured or dropping off, and you got this huge new influx of mobile young quarterbacks and Baker's one of those guys. So I want to present to you my pecking order of NFL quarterbacks right now, in this moment, not for the next three years, the next five years. I is mean, this going right back to your now. Teddy Bridgewater
4: take yesterday. Where you said he's the twentieth best quarterback in the world? And I said, Well that
0: supports what I've said, which is that he's mediocre. This this take includes an interesting ranking for Teddy Bridgewater and an interesting ranking for Kirk Cousins. Okay. Alright. And I want I so Jonathan, let's fire up some NFL films music. Some cellos, some strings, some Sam Spence. And I'm going to start at the bottom. I've even categorized these for you guys, okay? All right. So you feel free to stop me as I'm going along here, but I'm most interested in your reaction to where I have Teddy Bridgewater and Kirk Cousins right now. And, I, and again, this isn't five years from now. This guy could be above. This is right now in the NFL. You have a game to win, and who are you who do you trust most right now, okay? Assuming health, by the way. I've got 33 guys ranked. Number 33, and the, by the way, the, the group of nine in the bottom, this is a category I'm titling total disaster. These guys are actively trying to lose a football game for you, and if they are trying to win, you should probably pull them, because they're not good enough. Go Ryan Fitzpatrick! Well, here's the group, alright? It includes, actually, I didn't even think I put Fitzpatrick in here, but he's, he, he should be in this last one respect for Fitzpatrick. 34, all right? Wow. Marcus Mariota, Joe Flacco, Mitch Trubisky, yep. Case Keenum, uh, I did put, I'm sorry, I did put uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick in here at 29th, Yep. Baker Mayfield, Andy Dalton, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen. Despite the record of that team, Josh Allen's been pretty terrible. And Jameis Winston. I think there are nine total disaster quarterbacks in the NFL right now. And by the way, I have Cam Newton off the list right now. I didn't put Cam Newton on my list. He just hasn't played. No, you can't call him a disaster. He's not in that ca- He's not right. even on the but list. But you're not including him. All right. you, yeah. you
2: just excluded him altogether. Yep. Okay,
0: fair enough. Uh, the next five, uh-huh. it's in a category need to see more. Just need to see more of these guys. Number 23, Daniel Jones. Number 22, Kyle Allen. Number 21, Jimmy Garoppolo. Number 20, Gardner Minshew. Number 19, Jacoby Brissett, who's I having, mean, he's off to a great start. I was going to say, just, I've been impressed so far. Just need to Gardner see Gardner Minshew, man, he's a cult hero. I know. So we're not exactly dealing with scraps in the top 20 I here, though, okay? Take him anytime. All right. Uh, I, I put these next three guys in the weekly bridge game gathering. Okay, at the old folks' home, I just put uh, Matt Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger, and Philip Rivers, all between 16 and 18. Yeah, they're all just kind yeah. of like over yeah. the age of 35, and they're all playing uh, playing cards together. Yep. And if you wanted to fight me and say that Jacoby Brissett should be 16th on that list instead of Philip Rivers, I'm not going to fight you too much. But I just wanted to put the old guys in one category together. So they're all right. Right, 16 to 18. Okay. Number 15 in this category here is give them some weapons and they'll probably carve you up. Give them some time in the pocket, they'll probably carve you up. Number 15, Derek Carr is having a nice bounce-back season with John Gruden. Leads the league along with Kirk Cousins in the completion percentage right now. Jared Goff, I have 14th, even though he's been kind of a disaster this year, but I'm, gonna also, I'm not going to discredit the last year or two. So I'm putting Jared Goff 14th. I have Teddy Bridgewater 13th on my list mm. of current quarterbacks. I take him. I take him right now. He should be starting. Is there anyone? Bol- it's a crime. He's not starting. Is there anyone below Teddy Bridgewater that I've read off? The- like I, I like Jacoby Brissett. Okay, um, healthy Philip Rivers. Well, he I, is healthy. Healthy Ben he's Roethlisberger. Just old.
2: Yeah, he's old. I mean, like is so hurt, banged up at this point. Um, maybe that group of maybe maybe that group of Brissett and Minshew and those guys maybe. But if I I need to win a game tomorrow, Teddy Bridgewater is really tempting. The guy, the guy wins games and he doesn't make stupid mistakes. Read off
4: to me like the five to ten guys Before who you have, yeah, who you okay. have
0: below him: Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. Kyle Allen, mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo, Gardner Minshew, Jacoby Brissett, Matt Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, it's old people, Derek Carr, Jared Goff. Give me Jimmy G
4: over Teddy Bridgewater. Look at you right now. Give me Matt Ryan over Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. And who, who was... Give me like the last two or three. There was another guy. I'm Jared Goff, who Derek Carr. I'll take Goff and maybe Carr over Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. Well, I'm not taking Carr. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not I don't either. trust him. Not either. I no, feel like he has more natural throwing ability than Teddy Bridgewater. That's just eye test. I don't have the PFF stats in front of me as to how accurate they are, how good, okay. a, th- how good a thrower they are. But
0: Number 12, Kyler Murray. Okay. Number eleven, Matthew Stafford. Number ten, Kirk Cousins. Mm, okay. So again, is is there, I before, this, abo- before this before the season? I would Kirk. I would have said Kirk Cousins are probably like the fourteenth fifteenth best quarterback in the NFL. That's where I had him for sure. I don't know if you can you can obviously have, you four, can have four games
2: 70. swung you completely,
0: like how it's a, how. Solidified is that standing right now. It's a combination of how well he's played the last four games, which obviously, like, I'm, that's major recency bias with me ranking, right? But also, guys are falling off. Man, Ben Roethlisberger is hurt, and even if he's healthy, he's just not. Matt Ryan's what he on was. a terrible Matt team. Ryan, um, but still, those first four games, for three or four games, for Kirk were so
2: mediocre, and the last four have been really impressive. He's been fantastic, but I don't know that. That's why I'm so curious to see these next what. Three or four games? Yeah. Because we're going to find out definitively, okay, does he belong there or does he sort of slide back to what you were saying, which is 14 or 15?
0: Number nine, Carson Wentz. Number eight, Lamar Jackson. Okay, and wait. Wentz, Lamar Jackson, okay. Number seven, Dak Prescott. Okay. And that ends my category of, hey, give, give these guys some weapons around them and some infrastructure and they'll carve you up. Okay. And now we get to the top six quarterbacks in my pecking mm-hmm. order. And these are all put-a-game-on-your-back guys. Number six, Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. Can't argue with that. Number five, Deshaun Watson. Love the kid. Mm -hmm. Love him. Did you see him get kicked in the eye on Sunday and complete a touchdown pass? Touchdown
2: pass. He is special. Yeah.
0: And then probably eloquently explained the defensive coverage in a respectful way to reporters because he's a mature (laughs) adult, unlike Baker Mayfield. He can process, man. He can process. Number four, Drew Brees. Number three, Aaron Rodgers. Number two, Russell Wilson. Number one, Pat Mahomes. So the headlines here are, Hmm. from our perspective, I have Kirk Cousins back to like the 10th best quarterback in the NFL, give or take. (laughs) And I've got Teddy Bridgewater as a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. But I don't think that's inaccurate. Yeah, I just why?
4: Really, I can't argue with where you have Kirk, really. I mean, I didn't hear any names below him that I would I would push up the board and, and put ahead of yeah, him. Like Stafford, Kyler Murray in a couple of years maybe. But with Teddy, I, like I said, there's three or four guys who we disagree on who I would I would put ahead
2: of him. But the fact that Teddy is not starting is awful. Well, he will. No, yeah. right, right, but he should be starting right now. But he chose this. As a football fan, yeah, he's, I he's, just want him starting somewhere right
0: now. The, I think he's only like 26, too. He's got he 10 is. years to be a starter. He is. I just DC hate selfie. watching. We're force-fed so much crap no, you're right. in
2: this league. I just want him as a fan. I'm I'm not saying he, he didn't choose to go back there. That's, that's on him. I just would, when I watch this league and I watch these, you know, standalone games, the Monday night games, and I'm like, really? Can I watch this guy play quarterback now? Yeah, Cousins is an interesting one.
0: So is, I probably can not that take, strong yet, but is it the the last hot four games to say that he's a top ten quarterback in the NFL right now. Because I, if you would have asked me yesterday, hey, is Kirk Cousins a top ten quarterback? I would have said that feels like an overreaction. But after actually listing out the thirty three starting quarterbacks, including Bridgewater, I think he's I think he's back to being like the ninth, tenth, or twelfth best
4: quarterback. Yeah, in the Yeah, I think he's between ten and twelve. I don't know. And and when you read off those names and rank them like you just did, I don't know how many people can look at that list and disagree that. You might disagree on one or two guys and push him down the list, but I don't think that you can you can legitimately put Kirk Cousins before 12th or 13th in the league right now. And that's and that's underselling him a little bit, I think. Is Brady too low on your list? No. Nah. I mean, I'll
0: I'll his, go through the the top 10. His against. receivers are basically nil. Number 1 Pat Mahomes. You I mean you tell me if you'd put him above any of these guys. Okay. Number 1 Pat Mahomes. Okay. Number 2 Russell Wilson. Number yep. 3 Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Number 4 Drew Brees. Number 5 Deshaun Watson, number 6 Tom Brady. I might flip
2: and Brady right now. I might flip him. Nah. And I actually you know what I might do? I might move Watson up one and then flip him at 5 6.
0: So you're so you'd put Watson in the top 4. I I lo, I love Watson. I think he's fantastic. Uh Dak Prescott having a great season, Lamar Jackson, Carson Wentz, and then Kirk Cousins. Yeah, Kirk Cousins. I mean, I, I thought about Matthew Stafford and you know, Derek Carr feels like there's some hollow fantasy numbers there yeah. in some ways, but he's also just playing better than he did maybe a couple of years ago. So, what did the, the other thing? Just listing all these out, a third of the starting quarterbacks are just complete disasters right now, just yes. absolute
4: disasters. Yeah, quarterback play has taken a huge dip this year in the
0: NFL, which is a problem. Year.
4: Which is a problem because as I keep pointing out, with leagues like the what was the the AAF? What did you call it? The association? The
0: association.
4: The alliance. The alliance. The alliance, the alliance. alliance yeah, of okay. American football. The alliance, God, the NFL. Quarterback play drives <laughs> the entertainment Hold Hold value on. of George the sport of football. So this is really not, really, really not good for the NFL. And I don't know, they've already changed the rules to make the game easier for quarterbacks and for passing games. I don't know how much more of that they can do to prop these guys up. You just
2: need better quarterbacks in the league right now. Yeah, and guess what, too? Don't melt down. Mayfield, what, what's he doing? Baker Mayfield, what's he doing right now? Like why why to Phil's point? Why are you concerned about this outside stuff? Well, okay, your
0: team's not good. It's a combination the of The media doesn't matter. He's an insecure guy who overprojects and he's not good enough. I mean, it's really that simple. That's the formula. And if you look at the things that he did well in college, let's 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 think about the way that we explained him to non uh if you never watched Baker Mayfield in college and then yep. you were to explain like, "Oh, like who's Baker Mayfield?" you'd say, "Oh, he's a super mobile, accurate thrower." Okay. And he just like Uses his legs to keep plays alive, and he's yeah. a scrambling type of quarterback, a little bit like Johnny Manziel, but probably more accurate and a little just a little bit stronger than Johnny Manziel. But if most of his game in college was being able to avoid pass rushers and get out of the pocket and and run, like he doesn't have elite speed, he's not he's not running like. But here's Michael my, Vick in his prime, but neither does Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is, is faster than Baker Mayfield. Aaron Rodgers five years ago is faster than. But Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is not one of the ten fastest. Here's quarterbacks my concern he though. Okay, he
2: he is far from a finished product or a perfect QB right now. Far from that, okay? We all agree on that point. But if he's to get to where he needs to go, to be a good quarterback, he's got to tune this crap out. Like, this is the worst thing that you could
0: possibly do. Fighting fights you shouldn't fight. It's a credit to Kirk Cousins that uh, Kirk Cousins hears more criticism than Baker Mayfield does because Kirk Cousins has been hearing the primetime thing for four years now the money thing like think about all the things that people criticize including us in this room kirk cousins for and he barely reacts and that's a huge feather in his cap because he's more focused on how to get better than baker mayfield has been clearly yeah it's but it's just it's frustrating because th- these guys have talent it takes some time
2: we all get that but tune it out you're actually getting upset in a wednesday press conference about what a local reporter from a radio station is asking you yeah,
4: there are some sometimes some instances where I will excuse you blowing up on the media and sometimes even applaud you as, hey, man, that was a real, genuine, human response, and I appreciate that. Right. This, it, this shows a guy who's cracking to me
0: to get this worked up on a Wednesday to a question like that. Yeah, That's crazy. Here's another stat here. This one is from Andy Holloway on Twitter, who uh, hosts the Fantasy Football Ballers podcast. And he's got a ranking of the top passer ratings against the Blitz this season. Number five, Matthew Stafford, number four, Derek Carr, number three, Aaron Rodgers, number two, Teddy Bridgewater, number one, Kirk Cousins. Against the Blitz. Kirk Cousins and Teddy Bridgewater have the highest passer ratings in the NFL. And Aaron Rodgers is number three. That's another interesting stat. Huh. Um, real quick in sixty seconds or less, what are you guys on tonight? We've got we've got game seven, we've got I know, I know Rami's not going to be glued to the wild game, but we've got Wolves and Sixers tonight, yes. Embiid and Carl anthony Towns. I haven't set up... I don't have my two TV set up in the living
4: room yet. I keep putting that off since I moved into my apartment <laughs> 10 months ago. <laughs> really putting it <laughs> off, I know, Rami. I know. I know. I'm lazy. So I'll have... Uh, I'll have... Well, the Wolves start an hour earlier, don't they? Then the World Series? Do they start at 6? Yeah, I think they start at 6.
2: In Philadelphia, yeah, that makes so sense. So I'll be
4: able to watch the first half of the Wolves while I make chicken stir-fry... And then uh, I'll move that to the tablet once the World Series starts, and I'll have the two screens going at the same time. Not two TVs. Why not just wait? Screens.
2: wait? World Series is like, going to go four hours at least. Yeah, Watch I'm, the entire I'm, Wolves game, so enjoy I'm, you're it. You're watching the
4: full Wolves game? You're yeah. saying put yeah. the World Series on the tablet? Or just or just tune to the no, World Series once the anything. Wolves are done.
2: I don't want to miss anything. Uh, but you won't, because ESPN, after the game, if you do miss something in the first inning or two, we'll have the highlights also, for you.
4: people want my, my thoughts on Twitter. People yearn for my thoughts on Twitter, Judd. They hunger for them. So I need to be following the action and telling people Sounds what very I'm Zool-Gad, thinking. Like exactly. very Zolgad like
2: in your, your takeaway from what <laughs> people care about what I think about exactly. the hockey yes. game. They don't care about what I think about the baseball game. <laughs> <at the end. laughs> Let's, here, here's the problem. I had a couple
4: of very, very popular tweets last the night. The baseball Neither problem. Nothing to do with baseball.
2: Exactly. The baseball, <laughs> the baseball observation problem is, is this: <laughs> having any original like takeaway or thought is darn near impossible because immediately it's all, all the same, right? So, like, if you're like, if there's a bat flip
0: or something, you got a thousand people. Let him flip the bat. He should never flip the bat, and that's just it. I was one of approximately 10 million people to tweet "ball don't lie" last night after the yeah, uh, I I window hit the two. I saw it.
2: <laughs> I went right by it. Ball don't lie. You know what I really don't <laughs> where get? Come, where did that come from?
0: Uh, where did that come from? Was wasn't that that's, in a movie? I don't know where. The I don't know where it originated from. I'm pretty sure it's a, a basketball thing, isn't it? Where it you, is. Or it's a foul that w- it was born. You know what? Line. I think it's white men Can't jump. Okay, I think that's where the line was first spoken, or at least popularized. All right. Uh, In other news, when we come back, Mackie and Jeb with Rami, Score North, Score North app.
5: In other news.
10: That's
4: right, midweek, mid-show, time to take a break from all that hard-hitting sports talk. We bring you here at Score North and give you some of the uh, more weird and wacky news from around the world, including from Lancaster, California.
6: In other news,
4: school officials in Lancaster were scrambling to respond Tuesday after middle school students reportedly dialed a suicide prevention hotline, and heard a sexually explicit message instead. New Vista middle school students allegedly stumbled across a sex hotline instead of the resource number they were originally looking for. The back of student ID badges listed several emergency and resource numbers. The difference between the two hotline numbers is just one digit, but it was enough to leave many parents furious I was just kind of flabbergasted. I was very surprised, said parent Janine Lavelle. I was a little upset. Yes, Lavelle said for kicks... Her daughter called the number, then quickly alerted her to call. They couldn't believe what they heard. Some recording for, you know, like, hey, hot stuff, <laughs> something like that, Lavelle said. Lavelle said she posted about the mistake on Facebook, and it went viral. Administrators collected the old badges Tuesday, and will hand out new ones soon, school officials huh. said. We should put this out there. The correct suicide prevention number is 1-800-273-8255. I feel
0: like that's a pretty important number to get right when <laughs> you're posting so it places. yeah. So you see, Although like that w- might cheer you up. What depends? But <laughs> just cheer you up, depends. exactly. Well, my question was going to be, you know, we've all seen those ads late at night where it's like you know you're watching you know something at midnight and all of a sudden like it's some blonde gal who comes on. I don't and, see hey, those guys. anymore, actually. Well, you haven't seen one in like the last couple of years. Right. I don't say I mean, I don't remember when when I last saw one. But my question <laughs> that is, that might have been last time. What like what when you call one of those numbers, like they're not coming over, you know? So you're just. Talking to someone, yeah, or just, it's phone sex. Yeah, that's how it works. That's what you're doing. It's yeah. just phone sex. Yeah, yeah. And they're just and you pay. and they're not into you. They're just doing it because you're paying. Of course, for they're the not call. into you. They don't know who you are. But like, how is that gratifying?
4: Somebody needs to be into you for it to be gratifying.
2: But well, in that. <laughs> I feel like we should stop the segment for a thorough explanation before we wrap with Roycey.
0: There's a million other ways Dude, that you could potentially scratch that itch. How You're, far can
2: we go in explaining?
4: You know prostitution is the oldest profession in the world. They're not into you either. Yeah, okay, God. but okay. but Robbie, there's a pretty big difference between <laughs> prostitution and
0: calling a number and talking to them for a half hour. Phil, people buy dolls. Again,
4: that's physical contact.
2: <laughs> so says you.
4: People have phone sex all the time. Do they? With their significant others? Sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy who's been away from his girlfriend. Shut
0: up. In other <laughs> news. Yeah, how long have you guys been a point oh, by this?
2: <laughs> I hope I get a point in the next cram session oh, for you that. get one for that.
3: That's
0: amazing. Wow. In other news. In moving in along. other <laughs> news. <laughs> this is from theirishpost.com. Really what I'm doing com: An Irish man has been sentenced to five years in prison in the UK for the attempted armed robbery of a McDonald's in uh, Earlsdon, Coventry. 41-year-old Zach Ryan, originally from Limerick in Ireland, burst into the fast food restaurant just after midnight on August 7th wearing a Ronald McDonald <laughs> scary clown costume. Yes.
4: Yes. No. In C- he yes. blew it. He blew it. You don't go as
0: Ronald McDonald. No, he went as creepy Ronald McDonald. Well, you you guys goes you guys he goes hamburger. He goes Hamburglar. Yes. Hamburglar.
2: Yes. Um, yes. I want to see
0: it. All right. Explain this to the audience. This is a cre- creepy Ronald McDonald costume. Oh my Oh, God. God. That's not, oh, oh no. My God. No, that's oh. not Ronald McDonald. Yeah, not Jonathan. A
4: that's like part it. Part oh, pennyworth? No, I or thought pennywise pen- from it, and uh, it's got to look slightly Joker. like
9: Ronald McDonald. That thing's going to give kids a nightmare. Oh my God. Yeah. That's terrifying. I don't like I'm clowns, with- but that took it to a new level. In, that thing is freaky.
0: In CCTV footage released by uh, the police department, wow. Ryan can be seen Ooh. jumping over the counter and threatening the store manager with a blade, pointing it into his stomach as he demands cash. But unbeknownst to the would-be robber, moments earlier, two police officers had actually entered the store for coffee. There were two police officers inside the McDonald's when scary Ronald McDonald guy jumps in. They noticed terrified customers running from the McDonald's and ran to the scene. Tasering and disarming Zachary Ryan <gasps> before handcuffing Dude, him as he laid slumped on the floor. Question. I would pay. this video of this whole thing. Hold now. on. I whoa. was just going to say. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was I just going to say. We see
2: this the break. I would
4: pay
0: good money to see that clown get tased. What I have a my question f- for you guys. Yes. I'll show it to you during the break. irishpost.com if you want to r- watch the video. Do
9: you really need a weapon if that's your mask that you're trying to rob with? Like, just go up to the counter. The counter person should yep, know what whatever you're Whatever you want, I'm good. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> just get out of here with that thing. That is so just, un McDonald. or anything. You just... Go how, with that mask, again. But done. how
4: great would it be if instead of Ronald McDonald, he robbed that place as the Hamburglar and just walked in and was like, burgle, burgle, burgle. <laughs>
2: burgle, burgle. Well, well
4: <laughs> holding a switchblade. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, told. what, sir? He just holds the switchblade up to the cashier, and all he says
2: is, burgle, burgle. <laughs> <laughs> burgle, burgle, burgle. Uh-oh. I'm sorry, what's that again, sir? <laughs> burgle, burgle. Oh, Dateline, Lincoln, Nebraska. Not
9: arresting that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Police
2: are Searching for a man who walked into a bank in Nebraska this week and tried to open a checking account with a fake $1 million bill. Staff at the Pinnacle branch in lincoln reported the monday morning incident to police the lincoln journal star reports that bank employees say the man was adamant that the bill was real despite teller's attempts to convince him otherwise the man eventually left with the bill but without a new account police are reviewing surveillance video to try to identify the man police say they want to check on his welfare and make sure he was not the victim of a crime the largest denomination note ever issued for public circulation by the way was a ten thousand dollar bill not a, no, a one million where, where dollar bill. Where did he get it? Did he, did he they're trying it? to find. They're trying to find him to find out. Because he thought he had a million dollar bill. Can you imagine that and be like, oh that man, this is great. I got a million dollar bill. Let's can I open a checking account? Go to the farmer's market. Like what if he can you, can can you break, break this? this?
4: Yeah, what if he was the one <laughs> Your who Your change said? is
2: 999000
4: <laughs> like, like you have to buy something, sir. He picks out a pack of gum.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't. We can't. can you just break this? No, you're gonna have to buy Yeah, I'll take a newspaper. News.
4: <laughs> you ever run into a ridiculous
2: construction detour? Uh <laughs> o- only every time I drive around the Twin Cities, yeah, yeah. that's what happened to J. Ron Curse, I believe. To be honest with you, motorists in Southwest
4: England will need to pay special attention when driving through Dorset County next week, where officials are putting a 41 mile detour. Oh my God! Around a 65 foot stretch of construction work. I didn't misread that. What they made a 41 mile detour around a 65 foot stretch of construction work. The diversion will take drivers along several roads and into another county before heading back into Dorset County. Local residents have blasted the council's decision. It's just crazy, and there doesn't seem to be any logic to it. Heather Chapman, who runs a camping business near the closure, said... Uh, the detour is estimated to take an hour to complete the closed portion of the road would take just over two seconds to travel at what? 30 miles at the 30 mile per hour speed limit. The council did acknowledge that most res- residents will ignore the lengthy detour and use smaller roads to get around the construction work. Anyone caught doing so will be fined twelve hundred and ninety one pounds. What hold on a second here, is there any explanation like this makes no sense well, the roads these small roads that they're talking about that people will use instead of this ridiculous ridiculous detour yeah. are they're they're smaller roads and designed for less traffic than this sixty five foot stretch of road sure. usually gets so they I guess they don't want people going through this residential neighborhood and these smaller roads at least that number of people going through there, but if I'm a cop and I can write. 1,291-pound tickets? I'm just sitting there looking for people trying to cheat around the hour-long detour for the thing that would take three seconds.
2: You'd be a heck of a cop.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That is, uh... Officer Rami. I feel like I feel like at times Hennepin Avenue, downtown Minneapolis <laughs> is this exact thing, by the way. Is that ever going to be done? Well, you're maybe not driving 41 miles out of your way, no, but you're like <laughs> sitting in your car for 41 minutes waiting for people to When's up. that supposed to be done? I think it's a three-year project. Oh. Didn't we just redo I mean, that? mean, 35W is the same thing. It's like a three or four Nicola. year project.
8: Ten
2: years ago? No, the Nic- and the Nicolette thing. <laughs> that took forever was, it, no, it's a complete disaster. They completely yeah, it botched
0: it. Yeah, uh, I got one for you guys. In other uh, news. Anyone in here afraid of water or uh, has a phobia of the ocean? <laughs> I, uh, I don't like being over Rami it. Probably, Rami
4: probably because Rami has nice like, I don't like
2: it because I don't like the outdoors. I don't but. go
4: like in the water. Okay. I'll only what? go in in a in a swimming pool because it's dirty. Well, this yeah. will. I'm not f- swimming in the ocean. I'm not swimming in a lake, and uh, I'll only go in a boat. It's because of his phobia. So terms. far
0: as I can see, the shore. Really, well, you just
9: gave us another. This will QB6 fortify. No, I just
0: won't do that. This will solidify your mindset from CNN.com. A Florida surfer was riding the waves on Sunday at New Smyrna Beach when he got one good bite of reality. Stephen McAlena, 32 years old, was surfing in about four feet of water, so not very deep, when he jumped off his board and landed on a shark, according to the County Beach Safety uh, Rescue, uh, whatever, on Florida's Atlantic coast. According to the rescue team, the shark bit the (laughs) surfer's foot once and then swam away. McAlena refused to be transported to the hospital. He was treated on the beach for minor lacerations on his left foot quote the shark was not seen well enough to estimate the size uh, but he does uh, he does have minor injuries I think my takeaway from this is I love the ocean and I love water but like do you swim in the ocean? You would swim in the I mean, ocean. I'm not going to go, like, 50 feet out. But, like, I'll go in, like, you know, waist. I'm not going to go, like, I need to have my feet on the ground. Okay. I'm not, like, I don't want to get swept up and, you know, I don't want to be Tom Hanks with a volleyball, okay?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know. Just, that, that was a plane
0: crash, yeah. dude. Yeah, I was going to say that. To <laughs> me, he would have died <laughs> if had away. Okay? It can happen either way. But, <laughs> you just drowned. But I constantly, as a guy who loves water, loves the ocean, I'm constantly thinking about, like, what's going to rip my feet off right now? Yeah, there are This so is my many... biggest fear come dude, to life.
4: there are so many things in the ocean that are trying to kill you. That want nothing more than to kill you. Well, how about shells? Just stepping on them
2: hurts. Yeah, some of them. I will just don't like swim right I don't inside like you. The outdoors are just they're
9: whatever. Shells. How did we get from shells hurt? Sharks possibly killing you. Shells too? hurt. Ow! The bottom of my foot hurts because I stepped on a shell. Because it's unnecessary. Shells are unnecessary. You don't need
2: to step whatever, on them. Like, kids sea- collect them. Whenever
4: seaweed brushes against
2: my leg, oh, I think it's gross. I think it's something yeah, like I'm with Rami on that. Yeah, there's just I no
0: do lakes, man. There's
2: nothing good oh, that can
0: come from going in the ocean. I, I need, Team Rami. I'm with Jonathan here. <clears throat> I need to go back to Judd's threshold for what's dangerous versus like mine. So let's do another comparison. Okay. Oh my gosh, you gotta be careful walking around out there. There's murderers on the street, and Judd's like, and those acorns are falling <laughs> from the
8: <laughs> exactly. tree. <laughs>
4: exactly. Yeah. There's a
0: broken bottle on the yeah. corner. <laughs> I can get let's
4: see. I you can walk on the street and get hit by an egg. Corn or get in my car no, and drive somewhere. Just as worried as I am about a shark eating me, I'm worried about like there are, there are microorganisms that can literally swim inside. What's you. What's your boat rule? Like, just swim. What's right your boat? In, just swim right inside you. Give me the boat rule again, though. I will only go on a boat so far as I can see the shore. Wow, that even tops me. Because I know I can swim that distance. Oh no, you can't. <laughs> if it hits the no. fan, I can I can swim that distance. Nah, I think you I'm die. a decent swimmer. I'm a decent you'd, swimmer. you probably drown.
0: I don't think so. I mean, you could see Alcatraz from the shore. Yeah, and, uh, yeah it's a long way. A lot of people try that swim, too. In other news. I, <laughs> I think I could do it. <laughs> We got to wrap with Royce when we come back Those
2: here? shells hurt. I don't know what you guys are laughing at me for. It's so painful. They cut the bottom so of your feet. It's unnecessary. There's never a need. If you want to go outside in Florida, just go to a spring
0: training baseball game and stay away from the There's game. really nothing good that can come from going in the ocean. I'm with you. Nothing. That's ridiculous. Nothing good T. at Michael all. T here. Thank Apparently, you. Royce is going to boycott the World Series tonight if I write his Twitter <laughs> a account. Quingles what? volleyball
2: game, He'll right? He'll have to explain ah, himself what?
0: next. Yeah. He'll have to explain ah. himself next.
9: Jonathan here with the Score North download for this hour brought to you by Chet Shoes. Score North has already run contests for $50,000 in cash, and we're regularly giving away tickets to local games, gift cards to local restaurants, and much, much more. But in order to reap these rewards, you must have the Score North app available for free in the Apple or Google Play stores. As you heard in the first Score North download for the show, Mike Zimmer wasn't too happy with J. Ron Kirsten. He was ticked off about the arrest over the weekend so then he was asked so why'd you keep uh, Col- Colton Hill over the first eight weeks since he got suspended twice meaning he was out for the first eight weeks here's his simple answer it didn't really cost us anything to keep him
7: so I mean there was really no reason to not
9: <laughs> seem
0: simple <laughs> enough I guess I understand that It yeah. makes sense to me yeah he didn't he didn't you know, he didn't commit a crime or anything. You yeah. can tell Zim's excited him. about it, can't you?
9: They didn't have to pay him, so yeah, it didn't cost him anything. That's been your Scoring with Download. Now back to the final segment of Today at Mackey and Judith Romney.
0: All right, so, Pat, are yes. you are you boycotting Game 7? Did I see that correct on your Twitter feed? You're not watching no, Game no, 7
10: No, today? no, I'm not boycotting it. I'm not I'm doing a volleyball column, but I will uh, get home as soon as I can to see the end of it. So, so you're banking on the
0: game just being six hours, Oh, you'll basically. see plenty of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'll probably see six innings. I
10: did. I got to tell you, I tape it. You know how you tape? and they say, uh, do you want to extend it? You know, if you want to extend the tapey, I extended it an hour and a half for the World Series game.
0: <laughs> might not be enough.
10: Well, <laughs> yeah, three, I think it's a three hours uh, time slot there and I extended it to four. If, if it goes four and a half, I'll be able to watch the last two,
4: three you know, but, uh, One of the things I really like about YouTube TV is you don't have to do that. It just knows. It keeps recording as long as the game is going and then it's just there for you. It's pretty great. That's good. It is. Well,
10: I uh, you know the way the way my, my bills are rolling in on uh, my uh, current uh, provider. I might have to check that one out. So, yes,
5: I endorse that. All right.
10: You. Well, I, I'll tell you one thing. That was a that was an interesting ball game last night in many many ways, wasn't <laughs> it? God Almighty! Yeah. There's this whole I I called in earlier to Robbie and the fellas. Uh, this whole uh, this whole notion that uh they, they were trying to get their stories straight on what they were reviewing <laughs> unbelievable you know why in god's name if we're not reviewing the actual outcome of the what, the outcome of the play i have never heard of reviewing something to see if you can have a protest and then when you're done with it by the way we make a big outside what was that have, if you're not reviewing the play what was that
2: hey pat I, i've got a very simple question And every other sport has this. When they do these things, and and they can make no sense, but why hasn't TV demanded, we need to know what you're doing?
10: Like, this is going on, no one has a clue. Yeah, but in this case, there was a very good reason why baseball didn't tell TV what they were doing. They had no idea (laughs) what they were doing. They had no idea what they were looking at. They just wanted to find out... If it was some egregiously bad call, so then they could make up some b s answer about why they could review it and call him safe. That's what it was. They were you could see Tory and uh and uh Cedarstrom trying to get their story straight before they you know talking down there. They had no idea what they they were trying to find out if it was a terribly bad call, but my favorite part is. When they contacted New York, nobody was home. Yep,
2: <laughs> no one answered. answered. Hi, you've reached Alan, Major League Alan, Baseball. Leave a
10: message, <laughs> Alan. Alan Porter was out eating pizza, and the other guys were having a couple of martinis. I, I you know, you know, who knows? There might have been So, what, so Pat, what, or,
0: what I learned? So, after last night's ruling, what I learned was gosh. a right-handed batter has to run a half circle to first base, otherwise. They run the risk of having this called on them, and if I'm a first baseman and I think it's going to be a bang bang play like that play last night, I just let the ball travel a little bit deeper, and my glove runs into yes. the into yeah, the other yeah, uh, run. But, the,
10: but he, I mean, he does have uh, 50 feet to get into that uh, lane, you know. And, I mean, and he did not get on the line itself. He was on the left side of the line to me. Uh, until he got right to the bag, and then he took a little veer. But I didn't think the ball hit him. Did the ball hit him? It, it
4: hit, hit him in his outside him. leg, the one that was that was basically on the baseline. The ball hit him in his leg that was on the baseline. But
10: the but the, but the guy, you know, the, it was not a good throw. No, no it, was
3: it was a, a bad thing. throw, that yeah.
10: That's a guy who couldn't reach it. But I think that, you know, if you pay the strip the, letter, the call was right. But as I said earlier today, it's real simple. No, there's nothing to protest. There's no protest. Joe Thompson is here. He ain't really in the protest right now. No, let's play. Why do we have these idiots sitting over there with these 1978 model headsets uh, and talking to nobody? It's a baseball. Oh, God. They got boomboxes and headsets. They got, they are, they, they do. They got a boombox out. A, I bet they got a 14 inch Philco in the. In the uh,
0: you know, Pat, I don't mean to be an ageist here, but I th- it sounds like we're all going down the same path. Baseball, it's been a long time since baseball felt as old and stuffy as it did last night. For all the things you mentioned, and then Bregman feeling the need to apologize for carrying his bat, and then Joe Torrey with his thick-framed glasses going out for his explanation yes. it's just like god it was it was the and, opposite no, of what the and, nba and, feels
10: and like. and two umpires in good shape as me standing yeah. there uh, you know a couple of lump guys who were damn <laughs> you know they were whispering to each other they're not answering yeah.
2: <laughs> that is classic <laughs> that no one on picked up end. in york
10: there's nobody on the other end of this thing
2: for no. rob Manfred, please press 1
10: but uh boy you know, the a, it was a hell of a ball game, unfortunately. And it was only three uh 30, something. Three thirty seven, three thirty seven. The last two have been three seventeen and three thirty seven. So we're we're doing better. Not terrible. Uh it it's uh it 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 was a really entertaining game, I thought. And uh boy, uh, Strasburg, uh I, I get a kick out of this big discussion as to whether he's gonna opt out. Oh, yes, he's out. Which, which idiot, Of course, been out. He's cheap at four years and a hundred million left. He can make that thirty-five instead of twenty-five and get about five or six years instead of four.
0: If this was any other sport, if if Strasburg's on the market and Garrett Cole, all oh, the excitement the market, would be unbelievable. Anthony Rendon, like all these dudes, are oh. on the market and they're and they're playing in the last, you know, MLB chunk of the network season. would start oh, a
2: extravaganza. Yeah.
0: Free agency starts.
2: Hot stove would be burning up.
0: Actually, you those poor guys show. have to run that hot stove show in like February when nothing has happened yet. It's just ridiculous.
10: Let me let me say this to show how agist I am though. Next spring, first exhibition game, I hit Bregman right in the ass with my best fastball the first time he comes up. I you don't carry a, a bat all the way down to first base. Go get him. You know, and then if they want to throw it soda, that's fine, too. I do love the fact that these two teams share a spring training complex, so they can just go out in the parking lot and fight if they want to.
0: So where where should he, where where can you, where's the acceptable line for you to drop your bat?
10: How oh, far can you four carry feet. Four feet, maybe six. Just get rid of it. Just get rid of the bat, you know you you could see that the first base coaches for e, both teams wanted nothing to do with this. Yeah, I so said that earlier. That, that, that was pretty yeah. funny. You know, Yeah, you know, get rid of the bat, you jackass.
0: Yeah.
10: You know, what? Uh, and the reason why I'm not You're not supposed to be lobbying walking down there with a weapon in your hand, to get rid of the bat. Start using it.
0: You know, I would the first I would clap back at Pat, but I know that I know that you're not you're not the baseball fun police like other people are. You're you're drawing this line, no. but I don't
10: think you're the I baseball. I don't mind fun a police. flip bat, but I just you know this is uh, you know and, and I agree. Apologizing, I wasn't raised like that. As my guy Rato, says, well, let's call his parents and ask him. Maybe they was raised like that. <laughs> you know, let's let's find out these stupid cliches. I wonder who talked him into. Uh, but I did uh, listen to Ronnie and uh, the boys talking today, and I agree with them. The Astros are, are pretty hateable, aren't they? Oh yeah, very hateable. Not yeah, not I mean, the players
4: just, on the field, but the organization. Oh, the front office
10: yeah. is despicable. They're they're arrogant. They're really arrogant. I think the whole you know I, I you know I, I like the you know some of the players. Correa is a hot dog. Do you like Hinch? Yeah, um, he's okay. He strikes me as being a decent guy. I don't. I don't mind him. Their GM's uh, an arrogant. I, but I, I think they win tonight. I think they win tonight. I don't think Scherzer's. Uh, you know, he's, he hasn't pitched that great, and now we wonder if he's healthy. And uh, Grinky will flip up something and get through five or six innings. I, I think Houston wins tonight, mainly because the best team usually wins.
4: I think we see Strasburg tonight. What do you think, Pat?
10: Well, if you need, I mean, if you're ahead, if you're ahead, yeah, Scherzer's wife can
3: address tonight. him.
10: If you're ahead, you'll pitch the ninth. But uh, no, I, I don't think you'll just use it if you're behind 4-1 to one or something.
0: I like. believe the last time that happened was Randy jo- Randy Johnson yep, pitched Game yep. 7 in 2001, yep. pitched an inning after he started I, Game 7. I six. was
10: there. I was there. Yeah. That was a hell of a game, yes. Mariano gave up that, what, the dead ball go 100 feet? I don't think it did. It went uh, there. The little blooper out there when they pulled the infield up. It was a, oh, was that the that
8: Gonzalez ba- flair?
10: That might have saved baseball the last time it needed saving because that would have been four in a row for the Yankees, and people were really sick of the Yankees. And then, uh, and then uh, Arizona beat them, even though him High Kim uh, blew two games and uh, two blew two games in New York, causing all of us who were there to have to rewrite everything we wrote. And I still hate him. I hate him. <laughs> yeah, that's a reason too. He came to. I hope he came to a bad end. I hope he's living in destitution on the wrong side of the border in North Korea. (laughs) (laughs) So
2: you still have very passionate feelings about missing deadline on two occasions.
10: I had some very fine stuff written that was no good after that guy got done hanging sliders.
2: You've had some great leads go by the uh, wayside (laughs) during World Series because of uh, deadline issues.
10: Yes, I have. But uh, anyway, that's... Hey... Aren't we a little worried about what Mike Hughes was doing in this vehicle at four AM? Uh, I mean, <laughs> he was, was throwing up, we yeah, know
2: exactly yeah. what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> his BA was much oh, higher man. than Curse, yes. Now
10: has he had any suspensions? He's only had injuries,
2: right? Correct. Tore his knee up.
10: He came with he came with one reason he was available was question. one reason that he was available was questionable behavior, right? Was that true, Mike when Hughes? He, wasn't he supposed wasn't he supposed to be kind of a knothead?
2: I don't remember that on Mike Hughes. I don't remember.
10: I thought so, but yeah, he was supposedly. So. It,
2: it was it was curse a woman and Mike Hughes who I think was le- <laughs> leaning out the back seat window puking when the cop just happened to say, "This might not be right."
10: <laughs> so, if. Yeah, I guess maybe they had the right guy driving then. At least he wasn't so drunk, he was pukey, so that's good. <laughs> no, he was a uh, it's nice though. This is we need this. This is our Vikings. These are the <laughs> so Vikings go. we know and love. Arrests. Come on, let's go. It's time for, for the Roycey map week. to come back, Pat. We need to we reboot the party boat.
0: Week.
10: We got a bye week coming up. Come on, fellas. <laughs> you know, the lake won't be frozen over yet. Let's go. Come on. Love boat. Get that's the what you guys get hear? the Roycey map back. <laughs> Bloomington, right. St. Paul. Okay, who on this team would be
0: the center star of Love Boat 2?
10: Who would be Freddie? Who would be Freddie? Who would bring in the girls from Atlanta? Adam Thielen. Uh, Adam Thielen, I know. Yeah. It. <laughs>
0: As
2: Matt Burke once said, what's so bad about Minnesota strippers? Why you got to import them? <laughs>
10: yeah, we got to you know what? And I think since Love Boat, we've upgraded our stripper game in this style. We got more strip joints than we've ever had, don't you think? Yeah, there's, there's, there's <laughs> think quite a few.
6: Could, I what I hear, we,
10: I think we I think we could get the local girls this time. That'd that save the boys a lot of money and it'd be fun. It'd yeah. be fantastic. Yeah. I'd be
4: willing to I'd be willing to do the scouting work, Pat.
10: Oh, so I'd I'd be willing to do the
4: scouting work for the Vikings.
10: I'm I'm holding out for at least two arrests during bye week. Come on, <laughs> let's go, fellas. Let's you can up do the it. Ante.
0: All right, Pat. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See you, bye. See, right, I see. with rice here. I love
2: it. I love it. We post Love Boat. We upped our strip game, our stripper game. We're like, we can't. You know what? Bringing it up hey. from Atlanta. No, that's a
0: bunch of BS. It's just like college recruiting, you got to you got a fence in the state. Yeah, fence in the state. Okay, Atlanta is the mecca, from what I hear. That's what I hear, Joe. From I what you elite, hear, from what I understand, elite strippers. That's, yeah, that's what as I'm saying. PJ likes to five say. five star elite. five star. Mackie and Jeff with Rami, find our podcast on the Score North app, Apple, or Spotify. Don't go in the ocean. World Series Game 7. There are shells out there.
2: (laughs) Why are they a thing?
1: Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar